0: campfire fireside chats
1: this show is created for adult audiences only our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information we strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing let's begin welcome campers to this week's fireside chat This time we're sitting down with fellow podcaster and hot new star on the voice acting scene, James Alexander. This guy has a wealth of incredible paranormal stories from his life and the lives of his immediate family. It was an honor to get a tour of just the tip of the iceberg this time. Honestly, I hope that this will be the first of many appearances to come. But for now, enjoy getting to know this hilarious and super talented friend of ours. All right. James, first off, thank you so much for being on the show.
2: It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm super excited for this. I've you know I've been listening to Marvel's Mysteries and Midlanders, your podcast for for a long time. I think yeah. I think we started around the same time, and you know we've kind of been chatting off and on ever since.
2: Ooh, yeah. We uh, roughly, I think, they, if we go back in that far, we were all kind of started in a, a similar, similar, a similar <laughs> time period. Like, if you look at the amount of episodes, like at the time, it would be like one or two yeah. weeks ahead. Yeah, we were all quite new at it, and I think you know, all very, very much learning from each other. So you yeah. get a message being like, ah how do you do this? And yep. you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is, yeah. But I think it, it was very supportive. It was a nice supportive group. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was very very grateful <laughs> to pick your brain at times, Jordan. Same to you, man.
1: Same. Um, you rescued me a few times. Yeah, yeah. But um, when I really decided that I wanted, that I just had to have you on the show was when I saw that you were really, like, diving into doing voice work.
2: Yeah. So... Um, I me, mean, I, I won't lie. I kind of flaunt it on the podcast a bit. I like to, you know, <laughs> I do mention it. Yeah, you know, it, it's not. You know, I'm doing voices every episode and stuff like that. And sure. Um, the reason why I started like hosting a podcast was people like, oh, because I, I did a uh, like student radio and hospital radio uh, here, so I started, you know, making use of my voice. And good evening, everyone. How are we? T- yeah, we doing all yeah. that. And I was like, I'd like to put it towards something I enjoy. But um yeah so one of my chosen career paths <laughs> make it sound like it's an RPG game or something <laughs> uh is a, a voice actor so I've been officially since I started you know wanting to do it for about 5 years but it's only the past about year that it's properly kicked off in terms of like workload and stuff like that so um yeah. it's mainly video games that I do because that's what I enjoy and also it's what I've Train myself to kind of, you know, be—I'm uh, well, not going to say good at—but uh, you know, kind of blend my voice into that world. So, I've, like I've done, like the Formula One games, uh, Tom Plancy's the Division Two, Watership Down—that was a Netflix series. Uh, but the most recent one that I can talk about because I've got like 17 projects that I've done, yeah. and I can't talk about any of them <laughs> because I'll get sued—is uh, <laughs> a uh, uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide where I play uh, all the, the playable characters in it which is that is very, awesome. It's it's inc- it's a dream come true. It's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. Um yeah, voice man over here, you know, talking about these vocal cords of mine.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, voice acting is something that has always really fascinated me. It's something that's always caught my interest. Um and also, I have fully planned on writing a like a full audio drama project do it yeah and i feel like the more voice actors i cultivate as friends the better off that's gonna go
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's what it's all about really isn't this This why it's all been about it's just networking your way into getting voice actors to owe you a favor yeah exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but what's the thing is like i'm not yeah, I, say a boy. I don't really listen to many audio dramas myself I don't listen yeah. to many of them but there is a you know large market from like you know, Spotify they're doing all their you know like they've got that Batman unmasked which is you know sure. audio drama yeah there's, there's there's plenty out there to you know so yeah the there's a market for it for sure unless you go full oh AI, yeah for sure Oh, no 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 <laughs> definitely not
1: that is that is definitely not my style
2: yeah but it's it's it, it's you know AI is becoming a threat to many uh not to get all existential on you guys, but AI is coming. <laughs> so yeah. No,
1: it's true. It's definitely true. Yeah. You know, when you see those um AI um art apps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I've used them several times. It's just No, I, it's I, too I, convenient.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've I've not used it for like to advertise, and yeah, they're not advertising. I've not used it for like any professional, but yeah, when you see people putting in like Danny DeVito as the shark from Jaws, you're like, wow, I want to get in on that, you know? Yeah, I, exactly. Nick this Cage fighting an octopus in the rain, you know, like the results aren't <laughs> yeah, always exactly what you you want, but it's it, it's just like a fun little little app, yeah. But the the bigger repercussions are, it's taking jobs away from people, and that's, oh, definitely, you know, that's the sad side to it, really, yeah.
1: And you know, I I have a lot of friends who work in the visual arts and it yeah, it really is a, a concern for them. Like, I'll be honest, there are several times over the last few months where I would have normally had to commission an artist and instead I just yeah. tap the, you know, generate button a few times until I see what I yeah. want.
2: It's, it's scary how, like, maybe like a month's work somebody a month's pay Mm -hmm. can be literally generated in you know mere seconds it is yeah that's real i've heard like some of these ai voices out there and they're like you can still hear the kind of the that artificial side to it but they still it's like you've got the ones on tiktok that um you know narrate what you put on there Mm -hmm. you've got the one that's like hey guys this is this it's like yeah sounds but there's also one that's like so, today on TikTok... It's like, this just sounds like a dude just narrating it. You're like, oh, that one's coming for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that voice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Stop taking the grizzled rolls away from me.
1: No, but honestly, they're they're really, like, closing the gap on that uncanny valley. Like... Yeah. It's, it's
2: getting really close. Just, you know, it's just... But at the same time, like... It was going to happen, wasn't it? Like we were, yeah. Because you know, it's it, it's happened through history, hasn't it? Like technology has ended certain career paths. You know, it's been made autom- automated and it's lot yeah. easier. But like as a creative, you never thought, oh, they'll replace me as a physical being. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you never you never thought. It's like um, James L. Jones potentially. It's not fully confirmed. Apparently, sold the rights to his voice to Disney the Darth Vader voice to use. Yeah, He's like 94 now or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he can't do it forever. So there's a rumor, it's not been confirmed that he apparently sold his his Darth Vader isn't it? But again, I don't know if that's true, but it's still scary, you know, like to never truly retire. It's it's like, you know, when they do the the de-aging on people, or they, you know, they see computer generated, create an actor who's dead. It's like... yeah. Like, is there a limit to it? Is there a point we shouldn't do that?
1: Right. Maybe when at a dead, certain point. Yeah. At a certain point, that starts to feel like garish. Yeah. To
2: me, you know. Yeah. Like, like classless. I, I think it's how well you do it as well. Yeah. Like it's effectively done, like Peter Cushing in Star Wars Rogue One. Obviously, he'd been dead for a, you know, a few d- uh, decades. Yeah. When they put, and I was like, okay, I get it. They could have either just recast someone with prosthetics. Mm-hmm. But in this, they got a guy who sounded like him. They did, you know, like some yeah, fairly decent CGI. But like, there's other times where you just kind of like, eh, did you need to put that in? Like, yeah. Did you did you need to? Yeah, I know you mean that. Yeah, yeah. Scary times. Technology's great, guys. Yeah. Woo!
1: <laughs> and you know, really, you have to stop and think, like. Are we just this generation's version of the horseshoe salesman
2: bitching about cars? Yeah, you know, it's going to be. I'm going to be on the side of the road very soon, sticking my head in cars and going. I'll do some impressions for you, (laughs) right? (laughs) We'll talk for food. Yeah, Yeah. please give me some sustenance, will you? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, it's a. Interesting times. Scary, but also interesting to see where technology is going, for sure. So, another reason why I thought you would be a
1: fantastic guest is because I have heard you tell some pretty insane paranormal encounter stories. Did you now? I did. I did. And I hear through a mutual friend of ours, Carly, that your father was a
2: paranormal investigator. He was, yeah, he was. Like <laughs> when you say it like that, it's like some Van Housing like character. Right. <laughs> yeah, good. No, no, but uh no, absolutely. Like he was out there
1: with a crossbow.
2: Yeah, <laughs> crossbow, you holy water in one hand, big <laughs> big witch hunter's hat, you know, yeah. Yep. Uh, um, and a whip so... on his hip. <laughs> Crucifix like, you know, necklace on you know, holding out, yeah. Perfect <laughs> <for him>. yeah. <laughs> So um yeah, um so if anyone's obviously listening to this is listening to our podcast like I'll usually allude to the fact that I've had some, you know, paranormal experiences in my life. Yeah, and my dad does get really mentioned on the episodes as well. Shout out to Big Steve. Um, so uh, yes, shout out. So yeah, uh, experiences. So the main, because I think most people, whether they call it a, a paranormal experience or not, or just a weird experience, I think most people have had. Uh, it's, it's a weird thing happened to him in that sort. It's like, um, because some people don't like to call it ghosts. You know, like I've seen a ghost or I had a ghost. And I, I get that because there, there's a lot more to weirdness than just it being a ghost. You know, like of course. There's, there's a lot, of weird, yeah, a lot more to it than that. But uh the main like experience we had. So in around 2003, we moved uh house into this, these new builds. A new build, you think, eh? They're not haunted; they're new houses. But as you learn, things are built on, you know, ancient Indian burial grounds <laughs> or yeah. Sure. Something yeah. Cool. So, but it, it, we, that wasn't actually the uh, the case, though. So, um, it kind of falls hand in hand with my my dad. potentially. this is the theory he came up with. So, okay. we lived in this house for about. Well, my, my mom does still live in the house, but um, yeah. So we had this. We lived in this house for nearly twenty years now, nineteen years. Um. So we moved there and you know we lived there as normal and then at around the same time uh family kind of got really into because my dad's always been into like the supernatural folklore and stuff like that and obviously by association got me into it and uh, he joined so the the region of the UK that I live in is called the West Midlands, which is the west <laughs> middlelands sure. of the UK. <laughs> Just to really explain it. and um, so he he got in, uh, in touch with this uh, this this group of people called uh, the West Midlands Ghost Club, and obviously he you know ended up you know being really into it. He got involved with them in a, in a big way, like he really got himself involved with them and became quite a, a key player in getting investigations because the UK is a very old place, so there's a lot of old buildings that are you know haunted. And uh, so, yeah, so we got into this, this club and, um, yeah, we everyone at the house, because I have uh, four siblings, a brother and three younger sisters. So we were all, you know, about ghosts, watching TV shows about ghosts. Mm-hmm. Ghosts, the apparently, were very much on our minds. So anyway, he started doing these investigations of places, you know, camcordering, watching the footage, you know, seeing what they found. He did find some, like, quite interesting stuff when we were there. And then over time stuff started happening in the house that we lived in like out of nowhere okay and it got progressively worse and worse like like the the frequency there was a lot more stuff happening and in the end the theory was that because my dad was going to all these haunted places he was bringing stuff back with him that that, that that's not a confirmed theory like you know like oh, we definitely know but it when he eventually stopped doing the ghost club stuff the hauntings kind of slowed down as well, so we just kind of... Interesting. Assume. So, let me get into some of the hauntings then, so what was there? There were so many, so um, the big one which I always tell when I'm on uh, you know, uh, talking about it is, so it was I don't remember what period of time it was, like, what part of the year, but that didn't really matter, because it happened all year round. Um, so I woke up and I used to sleep in a bunk bed, so my brother would have the bottom bunk, I'd have the top bunk because I'm cool like that. And uh, so it was. I just woke up in the middle of the night one time, and usually, because I'm quite a deep sleeper, I'll only wake up in the middle of the night if it's like I've been I've been woken up by something, or like I need to go to the toilet, or I'm ill and I'm going to be sick or something like that. So um, I woke up and I was you know a bit confused, and I was like, ah, this weird. Like, what's what's going on? And obviously, when you wake up, you know your visions all blurry, and you're like, where am I? And then I looked at the end of the bed, and like there's about like right, two meters of bedroom, probably like probably a meter and a half, you know, past the end of the bed. And I could see like a like a white blob at the end of the bed, and I was like, "Oh, what's that?" Oh, rubbing my eyes, and then as my uh, vision like came to, me, it was uh, like a it was a little it was a little girl, like a, I'd, I'd say a Victorian little girl in terms of fashion. Okay, and I don't know about you, Jordan, but. Victorian girls aren't very tall. So when there's one at the end of your bunk bed, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's, you know, you realize that, you know, she's potentially floating or has very long legs. <laughs> so, yeah, so I saw that at the end of the bed and like it wasn't like a threatening in any way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was terrified. Sure. But um she didn't look angry or anything like that and then so my first instinct was to um go into the sheet. You know, classic yeah. movie Classic blanket shield. Yeah, yeah, you know, com- com- comfort will protect me. And then I was like, you know, okay, I'm just, I'm just half asleep. Wake up, you know, wake yourself up. Take it off, you'll be fine. You yeah, know, took the quill off. She was still there. and I was like, okay, Ugh. fly back down. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So she was just floating, like, yeah, you know, she was bright white. It was the room was almost like lit up by like moonlight from outside. It was like very black and white, you know, lit up room. Yeah so I then went back under the sheet and my brother was on the, you know obviously below and I was like Christian Christian wake up <laughs> wake up he's like what and you, and I went there's someone at the end of the bed <laughs> and I just I don't remember what happened like I, I didn't see what happened next but I just remember him shouting fucking out!" like that and then he <laughs> threw something at the back of the room like a cushion or something and then like I just stayed under the club for the rest of the evening whether it was there or not and then, yeah, that was the last I seen of it. But yeah, there was this this fully formed. It wasn't like a blur or anything like that. It was a fully formed, like noticeable female girl yeah. in like Victorian attire at the end of the bed. So that was that was quite quite something.
1: So, did you guys like discuss what had happened afterward?
2: We did. So, you, yeah. So my uh, my dad was like, "Yeah, totally believe you. Of course, you know." Yeah, give me guy. the details. And my brother was a different story because he, I think, he's quite a rational man. Because the, I'll, I'll quickly go on, but before I sidetrack myself, so he was like on the night, day after, pretty sure he'd seen something, but as time went on, he was like, I'm not sure if I did see something. And it's like, yeah, but I remember you getting up and throwing something at the back of the room. So unless you're like some mad sleepwalker, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I, I believe you've seen something, and then like another time. In the same house, uh, he saw someone's legs at the end of. of oh, no, he was coming upstairs, sorry. He's coming upstairs and we had like a banister with like, you know, slats in that you can see through. Yeah. And he's, when he's coming up in the dark, he saw a pair of legs just standing next to the banister. Looked up, there was nobody. Uh, Ugh. This was in the middle of the night. And to rationalize what he'd seen, he ran to every bedroom and checked everybody's legs to see if they had the same stuff. It's you know like what they were wearing, than what the pair of disembodied legs was wearing. He didn't find anything the same. So I think it's more. I, I, I understand like his point of view in that regard because it's like you can tell yourself, I've got a good excuse to why I seen it. It's less scary, you know. So
1: yeah, I think. But, I uh, think a lot of people rationalize it over time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. um
1: With a lot of people that I've spoken with about it, I think the more time that passes, the less significant the event seems in their mind. Yeah, absolutely. I think when it's something that you're not thinking about every day, I think just, you know, the details start to get fuzzy. Mm -hmm. You start to lose touch with those feelings that you experienced, you know, in the moment. That's why I get so frustrated with people who investigate in this space um, especially in the world of cryptozoology, yeah, when they talk about these encounters, they so rarely discuss like what the person was feeling when they had this encounter. Exactly,
2: yeah, because like you said, because like hindsight is like you can like now when I talk about it, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it happened, you know. Yeah, yeah I was pretty scared, you know. But like, but imagine time,
1: talking to the version of you that existed the day after that happened.
2: Yeah, he would have been like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, I would have been like terrified, thought I was going to die, yeah. you know, staring into my soul. I thought she was going to kill me, you know, and that, right. that's what I would have been like because I was much younger as well at the time. So it's, um, it is, it's, yeah, it's, I, 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 yeah, that's genuinely how I felt at the time. Like I felt, I didn't feel like a threatening presence, but I felt threatened because I was trying to rationalize, I was seeing something. I mean, I could even be like, you know, because I like to see things, like, even my own experience is like, I'd like to instantly believe everything, and I'm like, yep, ghost, cool. But always also try and do like a skeptic side and like, okay, so what could it have been? What, right. You know, it could have been a dressing gown hanging at the back of the room with light sure. on it, and it just had to deform it. You know, that's that could be a possibility. But at the same time, when you stare at something for so long, you eventually figure out that it's not, you know, not, not, not what it seems. Yeah. But I, I still, still, I'll still still. I still stand by that I seen something. Yeah, I sure. think that's
1: a great yeah, point absolutely. because in those situations you might be startled at first, right? But after just a few seconds, you know, it it only takes a few seconds of staring at it to realize that it's
2: like a basketball and a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like when um when you walk into a room because I have a cat and I'll see like a like a bundle on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, it's the cat, and I look, it's like a you know, folded up shirt or something can i be like yeah right okay that, that's how quick it takes it's not like i'm not there for ages going hmm yeah could be, <laughs> what is this could be my <laughs> uh, you know um but yeah i i, I it's true like i because there's some people who like they won't allow any criticism of the story they'll be like no it happened and i get as well with all these more you know like alien abduction stories like these you know because sorry to quickly second you can just talk about this all day Like there's a possibility, like with alien alien abductions, with ghosts, it's kind of like, oh, you've seen a ghost. Ah, you know, that's interesting. That cool, 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 cool story. Whereas, like alien abductions, like you can ruin your entire reputation and career, your life. Yeah, you know, being so adamant you got abducted. So, yeah, I think you know, it's it's different depending on what you're saying. You're saying you've seen. I think it's more acceptable overall to say you've seen a ghost than it is to see an alien. So to speak.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of my main metrics when it comes to alien abduction stories is how ruined yeah. the person's life was by the experience. Because if it was completely devastated, I'm way more likely to believe that.
2: Yeah, it's true. Uh, there's um the one that I've researched. It's called the, the Todd Morden UFO. And that's uh, in Yorkshire over here. And the guy you've seen, it was a police officer. So that's already to me like okay he's a policeman why would he start saying he's seen aliens and stuff like that and you know he did get you know like chastised for it I think he eventually left the police force because of you know people were like oh he's whack whack job and all that but it's like why would why would you want to because no, no one's ever got um, as far as I know you know there's not many cases of people who have seen aliens and got like mad rich off of it you know so um I think yeah I I, I agree it's definitely more more believable when the person's life's been ruined and they're like yeah i've seen an alien <laughs> you know so like
1: yeah absolutely i'm always way more skeptical when they have a completely normal life and then they see an alien and all of a sudden they're writing a new york times bestseller and they're going on yeah. this big book tour and they're you know hitting the convention circuit
2: <laughs> yeah. and like making a business out of it you know <laughs> it's true i mean maybe people just handle it better than we assume we would you know like yeah, maybe. I guess. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: maybe they're just successfully capitalizing on a really bad situation that most people wouldn't
2: be able to, right? You know what? It was the kick I needed to get my book finished. And I'm so grateful I met that alien. I'm so <laughs> grateful I went right? to Soundbar 13 that night. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So,
1: I'm curious did the experiences that you had that you sort of connect with your dad's investigations? Yeah um I guess what I'm trying to ask is like did they reach a sort of fever pitch at any point
2: yes they did they did absolutely but I didn't really experience any of the the more intense experiences was mainly my mom I think who had the really okay this is quite worrying now because like we, um like the the lighter stuff was like uh my sister when she was you know seven or eight, she said she saw a robot ghost behind the television, and we assumed it was like a suit of armour. That's what we rationalised it as. Uh, I, um, you know, there was people standing outside. Oh, there was uh, name calling, like people would hear voices in the house go, you know, like, James! Stuff like that, and no one called people, stuff like that. But the biggest one where it became, like, quite oppressive was around my mum and basically... The worst thing, which she kept on seeing like a black figure around the house, and my dad did as well. I remember once in the I keep segueing until the stories because I remember it all. And like he, he woke up in the middle of night, we like, had an airing cupboard which wasn't you know, it wasn't to fit, he couldn't fit someone in there. Like it was literally like you open it as a shelf and like a boiler, you can't fit someone in there. And uh, he, he was on the landing at night, and there was a, a black figure standing half in the door, half out the door, and he drew a picture of it. And I always remember the picture. But yeah, anyway, so my mom was seeing these black, this black figure around the house, and um, she was in the kitchen one day. Uh, I'm not quite sure what, what she was doing, but she turned round and there was like a black figure in the kitchen, and then her vision started to, like, yeah, like cloud over, like she was going to pass out. Ooh. and she said the whole the whole house began to go like dark, like. Because it was, I won't lie. The house is a dark house anyway. It's just one of the you know, way the house is built. But she said it just went darker and darker and darker. In the end, she ran out of the house with my my dog Salvador, and um, they she locked them in the car until uh, I think my brother come home from work or something like that. Because she just wouldn't want, didn't want to go back in.
1: Wow, man. That's,
2: um, yeah, yeah, that's that's dark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never had something as quite so intense as that. I think. One that spooked me a lot was when I was on because we had uh, in the dining room, we had, a, we had a computer in there. I remember once, like, the screen was like something quite dark. I think I was watching something, so it's a lot of reflection on the screen of what's behind you, like a mirror. I remember at one point kind of glancing and seeing like a, a black figure just kind of lunge its arms over like that over me. And I was like, Ugh. And, like, so that, so that, yeah, that creeped out. And it happened to my dad as well. Same thing. He was on the computer, and he saw something lunge behind him like that. Jesus. So,
1: yeah, that's intense. Yeah.
2: Very... Uh, that was probably the scariest like thing I can remember. I'm probably repressing something. Yeah. <laughs> <going from everywhere. laughs> ah, you know, so... Um, <laughs> no, that's definitely uh, one of them, for sure. Um, in terms of other stories, let me think. Uh, there was... One, had oh yeah, Christmas. It would have been Boxing Day, but Christmas Day into Boxing Day, we got home from my grandparents who live about half an hour away in a different city called Wolverhampton, and um, I just got like a few games for the Xbox 360 at the time. I was you know, a teenager for sure at this time at this point, and I decided to stay up a bit late and play them. And I was in the room with my dog at the time because because I, I obviously you can't talk to animals, but I can imagine the things the darker scene as well because you know they definitely see some stuff we don't but anyway so i was playing and i had it turned down because obviously it was the middle of the night and uh, i could suddenly hear outside the living room door like the sound of talking like you know, like when you hear someone talking through a wall yeah like, like, like you can mm-hmm. tell that someone's speaking but you can't hear any of the specific words exactly yeah just generic anonymous speaking through the wall so I got up and I was like, oh, I wonder who's up, you know, who's who's up and chatting at this time of night. So I got, you know, I got up, looked it out the, the doorway into the hall. There's no one there. I was like, cool, must have just missed them. Sat back down, played again. I was like, who, who is up? And then looked out. No one, I actually, I walked upstairs and I was like, is anyone awake? Nope, back down. Happened again. And I looked at one more time and I was like, nah, this is this is something else. And then yeah. closed the door again and it carried on. I just ignored it because I was just like, nah, not dealing with this. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is not the time for this. No, it's not. It is the season of playing Xbox 360 into the early hours of the night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, I would love to have you back on.
1: I bet you have countless stories
2: oh yeah I, my dad's got this whole folder he's written of just the experiences from the house Ugh, all, all this all, all this stuff it's just yes yeah you because know, i i could you know if it's not happened to me i've got my rest of my family's stories you know like it's just yeah it was a wild period and the, saying that as well there's just there's other weird stuff as well you, know, you when you're out and about you see things and you get bad vibes about places so yeah oh talk, for sure they talk about it all day Which is why I did a podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of your podcast, before we wrap up here, could you let the audience know where to find you, where to follow you, anything awesome that you have coming up that you want them to check out? Just, um, yeah, let them have it. Yes.
2: So, uh, I'll start podcast-wise. So, uh, the podcast is Marvel's Mysteries and Midlanders. It can be quite difficult to remember the title, I admit that. But uh, you can find us on Spotify and most podcast places. You can catch up on our backlog if you enjoy it. Um, If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at MMMidlanders. That's MMMidlanders for you at the end of the show. And uh, obviously, uh, me personally, uh, I can be found on Instagram and Twitter. It's just uh, James Alexander Voice. There you go. That's straightforward. James Alexander voice. Easy peasy to remember. Yeah, there it is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, James Alexander underscore VA. Sorry, there we go. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. You just put my name into Google. To be fair, you can find me quite easily. Uh, in terms of what to look forward to that I can talk about. So we've got a Swedish folklore Marvel's Mysteries and Midlanders episode written, ready to go. You know, something a little bit a little bit weird. That's think, awesome. You know. Yeah, I'm excited to do that one. And obviously working on the the HH Holmes one as well, which is a biggie. Uh, in terms of what I can talk about, that I'm looking forward to, uh, just about everything I've worked on has been pushed into 2023. But November 30th is when a Warhammer Dark Tide comes out, so you can find me talking like this for most of the game. So um, <laughs> yeah, if you're into Warhammer or shooty shooty games, you might like that. <laughs> so that's about it, really. Yeah. That's a, yes, that is that's me. Awesome. Yeah, dude, thank you so much for doing this. Jordan, thank you. I'd love to come back. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you.
1: Yes, I would love to have you back. I feel like we could dive into your weird experiences over and over and over again. So let's absolutely do this again.
2: Absolutely, Jordan.
1: (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued
0: attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes. We're just keeping up on our day to day and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Campfire Sau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at CampfirePodcastNetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media, or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker buy a blanket, buy a pillow, anything that you want to rep. Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling.
1: And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan.
0: And remember, campers, stay weird. And trust in the unknown. unknown.